Welcome to Edge of the Rabbit Hole, our August 15th, 2017 episode, What You Need to Know About Real Paranormal Activity in Haunted Houses. Edge of the Rabbit Hole. We have a, a great episode lined up tonight. I'm Mike Ricksecker with our lovely hostess, Vanessa Hogel, and the beautiful Shauna, our chat shenanigator, down in the chat room. So, um, yeah, so our, I got my list of stuff. Um, what you need to know about real paranormal activity. Uh, and you can, I got the glasses on, so you know what's going down. So, it's uh, an excuse for for Mike to have a rant night, basically. <laughs> um, no, just some you know stuff going down about you know what is you know really paranormal, what's not, what my job is. So um, Vanessa, I'm looking forward to the discussion. <laughs> I know you have some opinions. We all know that I love a subject I can sink my teeth and claws into. Oh yeah. And I did post that I might be sweet. But considering what you and I conversed about before the show started, I, I don't think I will. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So it might be a uh, extra interesting show. So, um, yeah, this is two weeks in a row without a, a special guest. We are about to embark on several weeks in a row with a special guest. So I thought we'd just do a couple weeks here so that we could discuss a couple of like general uh, paranormal topics and uh, give us a little bit more free time, a little bit more leeway um, to kind of do some more of that housekeeping type stuff. Um, take care of you Mad Hatters because we do have a couple of things going on here. So um, one of the things I did want to bring up real quick, um, I, I believe it was last week, maybe it was the week before, somebody in the uh, in the chat had asked about you know what super chat is and how that works and all that stuff and I never really got around to answering because just the night got you know crazy busy and all that. Uh, basically, it's, it has like two functions. One, um, it makes your chat bubble appear really really big that I can see it. It's um, it leaves it pinned to the top for me so I can like personally address it. Um, and then also the uh, second half of that is it's another way to support Haunted Road Media. So. Um, it's always there at your disposal if, if you are interested, which apparently somebody was. I can't remember who that was. Um, I got, I'm looking at my list. <laughs> New playlists on the Hunter Road Media channel. Um, we've been putting together a couple that are specific to um, areas. So, like, uh, the first one was a uh, all-Ohio playlist because we have several videos from Ohio. Excuse me. Uh, today uh, we released a exclusively Illinois um, playlist. So, because uh, Shana and I have done so much stuff out there uh, over the last year and a half, so that's a whole huge playlist of stuff in Illinois. So, you know, just some kind of more different ways to be able to view the content that's out there. Um, so, just options. Um, okay. So the drawing. I know some people are here. Like, hey, where, where's the drawing? You know, I want my name pulled out of the hat. That is for. <laughs> It's for a t-shirt and Ghosty, Ghosty, our Hunter of Media mascot. This was for the 3,000 subscribers for uh, Shauna's birthday. Um, she put a challenge out there to hit 3,000 subscribers by her birthday, and like the very night she put the challenge out there, just boom, we blew up when we hit 3,000. So we are closing in on 3,100, so thank you guys very, very much for that patronage. So we have a hat here. 
my fedora. And we have some <laughs> names in it, and I just dropped somebody on the floor, and they're not going to be happy about that. Not going to be happy. Nope. So, all right. There we go. Shake, shake, shake. We have a name. <laughs> we have a name. Shake it, shake it. Don't break shake it. Shake it. <laughs> it's a good thing that so, <laughs> Well, Shauna's sister is going to be happy. Tanya Waco Stanton will be getting a t shirt and a ghostie. All right. Congratulations, Tanya. So. She that got awesome. she she got ghosties before. She actually bought some, so now she's gonna get a free one too. So all right, so shout out, let your sister know. <laughs> so uh, we'll have another drawing here uh, within the coming weeks or months. We uh, whatever um, we always do one of these every once in a while. So um, hoodies is the next thing that's up. So you all want hoodies <laughs> i'm not really a hoodie person um i have my trench coat um when it gets to be fall uh although shauna has pointed out many times that um, it's kind of squeaky during investigations which it kind of is um so we we did talk previously about having like a team hoodie or something like that you guys all want something that's edge of the rabbit hole or hotter road media related or something so we're gonna do hoodies there's two questions that are out there. You, a lot of you have been very good about sending me your sizes, so I thank you for that. Um, we need <laughs> to figure out zipper or no zipper. Um, some of you, have, I, I think it's like five to three is what my last count was, uh, four zippers. Um, so I need some more input as to whether or not you want zippers or no zippers with that. Um, personally, I don't care because, like I said, I'm not a hoodie person. Um, the only thing I'll say about the, uh, it, you're, you're going to love this, <laughs> the little bit of vanity that I have, a pullover messes up the hair. It just does. <laughs> and Vanessa's laughing. We can say I don't care about yeah, that. Yeah, no, I know. I know. We have long hair like that. Does it really even matter anymore? I, I don't know. I haven't yeah. had I haven't had long yeah. hair like that. I have actually never had that long a hair. I've had it down, you know, to my shoulders before. Um, the other thing is the design. Um, if I mean we could do a design like that on a pullover hoodie, might be a little tough on a zipper. Um, so we might entertain a new design for that. So let me know what you think of the design. Stick with that, or come up with something else. Maybe something that's just you know straight up haunted road media. Um, let me know. Give me some input on that because um, that's well, a that's a big decision. The, the emblem on the back, the emblem that we have on the T-shirt, could go on the back of the hoodie. If it's something like that. Yeah, it's an extra. Yeah. Anything like that, just keep in mind, it's an extra cost. Uh, multiple colors, extra cost, all that stuff. So I've tried to keep it down as much as I can um, for you guys. That's why um, I buy them in bulk rather than, you know, some of these websites that let you do it, like, you know, uh, individually and they'll ship it out and all that stuff. Um, they, they make the price so high that you have to sell a T-shirt for, like, anywhere between, like, $22 to $28. And to me, that's a ripoff for a T-shirt. So... Um, so I buy them in, in bulk. I, I bought them uh, 25 uh, at a time, and so I've been able to keep the price at uh, 15.99 for you guys. Of course, if we were able to buy 100 or 500, then the price would come down 
um, even more. So, but that's that's to keep it a good price for you guys. So we have to keep that in mind here with hoodies as well. That's what I mean. I hope that our Mad Hatters know that. That I mean, we're doing in this so they so not only can they support us, but they don't have to break themselves doing it. Right. Exactly. And it's you know something that you guys have wanted. You guys have wanted t-shirts. You guys have wanted hoodies. So we're very happy to um, to give that to you guys. Um, you know. So and we're just trying to keep that cost down. Absolutely. <sighs> I want to provide you. And so far, everybody has been saying zipper, zipper, zipper. zipper. Okay, I haven't had a chance to look at the chat. So they're saying yeah. zipper in there? Yeah, um, zipper, zipper, zipper. So everybody wants zippers. Okay. Yeah, that's what okay. I'm by me, so. Um, yeah, like I said, it doesn't matter to me one way or the other. I know the one person in the chat that does not want a zipper is Shauna. And I think Donna Gordon also said she would prefer the pullover. Um, Donna hasn't been able to get in the chat for a few weeks here, so if you're watching, Donna, your vote is recognized. Yeah, um, I mean, if I'm being honest, I would prefer a pullover. Okay. But See, if everybody else wants a zipper, I'll take a zipper. Okay. You know, no problem. All right. Well, let's get into it then. Get into our topic for the evening, which is what you need to know about real paranormal activity and um, this has come up for um, a, a few different reasons and <laughs> so last last night I, I don't usually get into paradrama but it kind of like popped up last night uh, because of a location that we recently investigated and um, you know we did discover that that there was uh, paranormal activity there we were the first team to investigate Liberty High and the locals there, it's a small community, um, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. They really don't want to be associated with a place that's haunted. So, you know, of course, they're just in total disbelief that, you know, it's just quote-unquote common sense that, um, that the place isn't haunted. But, <laughs> you know, and uh, when it comes to me, when it comes to Shauna, you know, it's our quote-unquote jobs to just walk into a place and say that it's haunted. Well, first and foremost... It's not my job. Um, you know, my current occupation is as a senior computer systems engineer. So that's my day job that pays the bills. Um, all the rest of my, well, not all the rest of my time, but a lot of the rest of my time I'm doing stuff with Haunted Road Media, whether it's writing videos, um, as the rabbit hole here. And then of course going out and doing investigations. Shauna and I hit a lot of different places. Um, and Yes, we can determine whether or not a place is haunted, uh, which is essentially what we did with, with Liberty High. We were able to determine that, yes, there is a haunting there. But it's not our job to say that. We've been to many places that are not haunted. Um, so, you know, that kind of... And there's, I have, like, a little list of things that I want to talk about, you know, different things about, you know, what real paranormal activity is and how it works. Um, and I know, Vanessa, you have some different opinions and insight and all that as well. Um, well, first off, you can't make it happen on demand. So, you know, like the first time that we were there at Liberty High, um, you know, we got a couple of small responses. There was something that uh, Shauna definitely heard. Um, she was on the phone. We did a remote um, um, EVP session, really, for lack of a better term. Um, you know, she was back in Illinois, but she was on the phone there. I was alone within the building. 
and so she distinctly heard, you know, um, something approaching the uh, the phone and the recorder, which was set up right next to it. I was in another part of the building, and then you heard something touch the recorder and then walk back. Um, so you know, something kind of small, but it was definitely there. Um, and then you know, I had some, uh, you know, we heard some loud bangs. I had some different personal experiences there that you can't really capture, you know, on, on the film. Um, it's just like, you know, I, I felt this here and I don't know how to best explain that, but it's like something that's not, that you don't normally feel. So mild stuff going on, small. Apparently that's not enough to, you know, really quote unquote say it's haunted or whatever. And you know, I, I'm not going to get in an argument over how much evidence you need to say whether or not something is haunted or not. It's like, I knew somebody else was there. Period. That's it. You know, I, I don't, I don't need to have you know this like photograph of an apparition, you know, or, or something like that. You know, which is very, very hard and very, very rare to capture. Second time around, um, you know, one of the EVPs. You know, we're getting a little bit more activity now. You know, one of the EVPs was he's back. Okay, they're getting a little more familiar with us. You know, that, that person, you know, recognized me. It was the the woman in the lunchroom in the cafeteria. Um, and then we got some other interaction, you know, back and forth, up and down the hallways uh, with what seemed like a child. So you know, a little bit more active the second time around. So again, the point is you don't, you can't make it happen on demand. It just happens when it wants to. And usually, in my experience, it happens a little bit more, a little bit more, the more often you go to a location because the spirits are getting familiar with you. They are people, just like you and I. And so the first time you walk in, Who's this guy? He's a stranger. You know, I'm not... People are kind of, you know, <laughs> the general nature of most people is like, they're not going to open up so much to a stranger walking in. You know, it's going to take them a little time. So, <sighs> that's kind of my opening to this whole thing. And Vanessa, I know you had some um, opinions on all of that. So go ahead and, and share. And I'm going to take a look at the chat and see what people chimed in with. Because I know Shauna has some opinions as well. Me? Opinions? Yeah. Oh, the hell you say. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I actually do. Um, and when you told me that they said it's your job to come in and to claim that the place is haunted, for anyone out there who thinks that that's our job, that that's what we do, um, I would like to know what their definition of a job is. Um, my daytime job, as well as yours, we fucking get paid for that shit. We actually make nothing or gain nothing from going into a location and making false claims. If they decide it is haunted, we're not making money off of ticket sales if they try to turn it into a sideshow attraction. You know, uh, we don't live there. We're, we're gaining nothing, absolutely nothing. And this is what bothers me so much is I think that this skewed view has come from what everybody sees on TV as you have to have these big, crazy, supposed, alleged, yep, little air quotes, y'all, being a bitch, or air quotes, alleged events in order for people to believe that any type of activity exists. You've got to have somebody walking in all Billy Badass, stirring shit up, and then running out like a little bitch, you know, in order for people to believe that something is going on there. And that is incorrect. 99% of the time when you're going into a location, you are dealing, and Mike, we have talked about this, you're dealing with people's grandparents, 
a child who's passed away, an aunt, an uncle, brother, sister, mother, father, um, the handyman that lived in the building. You're dealing with people, same as you and I, no more, no less. That doesn't mean they're going to come up and slap us across the face so some bystander who needs to be convinced can see a handprint. It doesn't mean that they're going to scratch us or throw shit on command. You know, if somebody was to come up to me and tell me I needed to throw something on command, I would throw it at their face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, dude, you want a response. You're going to get the one I want to fucking give you. You know, it's just, I mean, it's that type of mentality that I believe has been exacerbated by the absolute shitstorm of false evidence and, and accusations and, and false claims and straight up shit TV that has, that has just been plaguing us for so long. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a big shocking. problem is that... Yeah. Um, what is depicted on TV, a lot of the general public thinks that is what we do and how we um, address investigations. So, you know, yeah, these, these people, um, and they were saying there, um, you know, in, in that discussion last night, um, you know, well, nobody takes this, you know, haunted stuff seriously. And it's like, well, actually, millions of people seriously do. Um, you know, you're, and I can't say if they're in a majority, minority, whatever, I don't know the, you know, precise numbers of who believes what um, but you know when you have millions and millions of people that actually you know believe in the paranormal believe in the supernatural have had these experiences um, you know it, it's not just silly goofy stuff that you see on TV but that's what's depicted now and that really does us a disservice you know to, to walk into these places and um, you know scream and yell at people or um, you know, like, ooh, uh, you know, like all the time and that garbage. Um, you know, that, that's not what we do. Um, you know, we take what we do, you know, very seriously. Um, there's a lot of research that's involved, especially uh, with the history of a location. You know, there is a, a lot of sensitivity here. You know, like you said, we could be dealing with, you know, somebody's parent or grandparent or deceased child. Um, you know, the way they exited the world may have been under um, you know, bad circumstances, whether it was an accident or suicide or you know whatever it was um so you know, it's, it's a very sensitive nature dealing with somebody's death which is why you know when Shauna and I investigate we we never um we never talk about the fact that you know they have died unless somehow some way um you know the spirit themselves brings that up um just because we believe that's rude and insensitive you know I've been out in a uh in a, in a graveyard before with a uh, with an old team. This was uh, just over a year ago, so you can figure it out. Um, and you know, this was a graveyard of people that had been desecrated twice over. Um, you know, their bodies were dumped in a location, and then they were you know moved around again, and they they had to be reburied like a third time for them to finally get a proper burial. And we're getting a little bit of interaction um, there in the cemetery. And but you know because it wasn't enough the uh, and it wasn't being or I guess it was more of like the questions weren't being answered as you know hoped and so the question that was thrown out there was well well you know you're dead right and it's like you know no that's that's, that's not name. that's not how we handle that especially right here um, and so but 
that type of stuff happens on TV as well, and that's what gets depicted to millions of you know television watchers. So and that's just that's just really a shame because it discredits the people that are legit. Exactly. I have two fold on this. Two different things. Okay. One. Okay. Yeah. People don't believe in stuff. They say they don't believe in stuff like that. Some of them don't. That's true. Very few people that I come into contact believe in witchcraft until yeah. I say I can curse them. And then they get scared. Okay, whether I can or not is irrelevant. Whether I can or not is irrelevant. The fact that they don't believe in it until they feel that they're in danger, that's the kicker. That's what people need to realize. It's like you either believe or you don't or you are admittedly on the fence. You don't start to believe once you feel threatened. It doesn't all of a sudden gain weight once somebody says words. Now, as far as how people, whether it be, you know, unknown investigators or people on TV or, or what have you, when they go into a place and they investigate and they do and they investigate and they do things like what you said, Mike, you know, well, you know you're dead, right? First off, that's a pussy move. That's a bitch move. That's a really shit thing to do to, to show somebody such disrespect. When I was in Staten Island and we were dealing with so many spirits. I have video of all of this that is being put together now that I have all of the SD cards. And the way that we spoke with these spirits, some of whom were children, to me is the way it has to be done. They are people, you know. I mean, it's even, you know, one of the one of the uh, one of the, the spirits we were speaking to was, was Jennifer Schwager who yeah. had Down syndrome. A very, very, very playful spirit. Love to take us all over that cemetery playing hide-and-seek. Now, anybody else might have went in there and been like, what the fuck, we can't get anything done. Right. She's going all over the place and did a different voice. We went in there knowing what we were dealing with and spoke with love, with respect, and with caution and like a mother. When we came into contact with what we believe is Holy Spirit, very same thing. As I, as she is answering me completely nice. on that what's, that, what's that little thing, Mike, that has a little colored dots on it? What is that called? Well, there's a few things that have colored dots on it. Um, I don't the know, K2? That, K2? Sure. Okay. okay, it goes from like a green to red okay. to where they light, it lights up when they're talking to you. Yeah. I mean, it... The way that we were speaking to her was so like a mother to a child in a nice way that she literally answered us exactly as we wanted to. Right. If I said Holly, I, I would say, Holly, darling, I'm right here, but this mower guy is going to come up real close. Could you please take it to red? Boom. It went straight to red. All yeah, on videotape. But it's how we spoke to her. Yeah, it, it's how you speak to us, how you relate to them. Um... There's a video that I that I posted on Haunted Road Media. Uh, it was a Friday Night Ghost Rates about the uh, uh, Haunted uh, Army Airfield. And we actually you know, got the opportunity to investigate inside an airplane that had been used, had seen battle during World War II. And we were getting nothing <laughs> in there. Um, you know, we were, you know, lights out, completely dark, you know, asking questions, trying to do an EVP session, nothing, nothing, nothing. You know, kind of giving, you know, the typical... Um, you know, responses, you know, hi, I'm Mike, you know, 
that, that type of stuff, you know, just introducing yourself and then asking if there's somebody there, da 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 da. Um, not getting a dang thing. There's a number of us that are in there trying to ask different questions and poking and prodding and nothing. Um, I mean, poking and prodding as far as like asking questions. Um, finally, um, I mentioned, well, hey, you know what? I spent six years in the Air Force, which I know from you know the history that I studied when I was in the Air Force it originated out of the old Army Air Corps, which you would have flown for when you were in this airplane. Boom! All of a sudden, the, the K-2 that was sitting there just spiked out to red. We were able to ask a couple more questions um, to get some responses to discover it was the navigator, um, you know, which was very, very cool. So, you know, just finding something to relate to the spirit, um, you know, it, it was able to generate a, a response like that. It wasn't going in there and, you know, demanding that, you know, you know, you hit me or, you know, knock on a door or, you know, open a door or knock over the lamp or, you know, all this other crazy stuff that goes on that, you know, they're trying to, you know, spur a, a dramatic moment to happen. It's not the way it works. You just, you relate to these spirits like people because they were people. They still are people just in a different form. Uh, and who, I mean, who cares about a dramatic moment? Who for TV. Wins in the, the, the networks now. want that. The, right the networks want yeah. that. Yeah. Exactly. Gwen's in the chat right now from BPI, and she can personally speak to what happened at Sailor's Creek. You know, I was mm -hmm. literally swarmed by military men from the Civil War. Swarmed yeah. by them. I didn't start yelling. I didn't start screaming. I didn't do anything like that. I asked them very nicely, y'all got to slow down. Just give me a minute. And then once I did that, the information just flowed. Absolutely right. flowed. Now, you tell me, anyone else who is watching this, if anyone else was to go into that same situation and pull half the shit you see on TV, do this for me, do that for me, you have to prove yourself for me, would they have gotten the same results? I'm going to bet my whole next paycheck as no. After I have to ask this real quick, just scrolling through the chat. The chat, uh, Crazy Canuck, is that Snaggletooth? You just change the name. Just gotta ask him. There may be another Crazy Canuck out there, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, well, we're we have we do have a little bit of a delay. Like there's about 20, 30 second delay between us and you. So, um, hopefully we'll see that answer here in a few minutes. So, um, yeah, another thing, uh, you know, that's been really, really big, um, you know, on, on television lately since we kind of, you know you know, got into that subject of TV, and, you know, I kind of want, I threw this out there um, last night in that whole drama-filled thing with uh, Liberty, um, and I don't usually get involved in the drama, but, you know, since it was kind of, you know, personally attacking to me, it was personally attacking to Shauna, Shauna was defending herself in there, too, um, is that... I haven't seen... I yeah, I, yeah, you have to go on their page and take a look. It's, it's all under our video that we posted um, on Sunday. For, for the okay. Liberty High investigation, um, is that, you know, the general, uh, you know, feeling that I got from these people was that if they were to deem, if we were to deem the, um, the school as being haunted, that that would be something bad or sinister or evil. And I, I think that's a, a common misconception that's being perpetuated within television now because all of the television... Uh, paranormal shows, I don't want to say all, but most, most of them are gearing toward demons and, and evil because that's what the networks want right now. 
You know, we've we've amped up the shows. You know, as far as we can go. You know, started off. Um, you know, way long ago, it was like in searching of, uh, which was kind of some light informational type fair. Uh, Scariest places on earth was um, kind of the next step. Um, Ghost Hunters, when it first came out, um, they were debunking everything. They had like two episodes their first season where they deemed something was haunted. Um, so it was like really kind of light at the beginning. But as um, as time went on, you know that wasn't. You know, um, satiating the palpit anymore for the viewers. They need to keep amping it up to keep amping it up and keep amping it up. And where now everything has to be a demon. And so now that now that that's what television is going toward, you know, that's what people think that we're out there trying to do is say that, you know, you know, these places are evil, there's demons there and all this crazy stuff. And that's not at all what it, you know, what we're doing. I mean, I've come across, you know, a couple of nasty spirits um, in my time. I've never come across a demon. Um, a couple of malevolent human spirits, yeah. Uh, one of them was actually a television show that we did, which, ironically, okay, there we go. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it, it's, most of the time you're getting a, just a regular, you know, person. And basically the way the person was in life is the way they're going to be in the afterlife, too. So, you know, most of these people are just wanting to be heard. I do, I do have to say this just because, and I, I know that there are some people in the chat who are fans of particular shows. I know that, and I'm not trying to offend anybody. I can only speak of which I know, and since I have personal experience, I can speak about it. Um, I watched a particular show of people before this on Hulu, because I don't have regular TV, just so I could kind of re-educate myself on what's going on out there in the world, on paranormally speaking, what's being shown on TV, because I don't, I don't have regular TV. So I found that on Hulu, and I watched three episodes. Three. All three, one right after the other, was about demons. Yeah. All three. Okay, <laughs> y'all, I'm 45 years old. I've only been in the presence of something that I'm pretty fucking sure was even close to that once. And I've done this for 43 years. I've talked with spirits for 43 years. So once in 43 years did I ever even come close. But on my TV tonight, there were three three episodes, one right after the other. Yep. Go figure that. Go figure that. Um, somebody That's mentioned, uh, okay, was it Quinn? I, I missed it. Oh, it was uh, Dawn. Uh, mentioned the Dead Files, uh, or maybe Gwen did, and then Dawn said something, and Tammy Heitzman is backing up. Yeah, Dead Files is a good one. I, I do like the Dead Files. Um, I I, I've had Amy Allen on my I've had Amy Allen on my Facebook since before the show, and she was always a sweet person back then. So um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm cool with the Dead Files, and I like the premise of the show that they have them completely separate, and then they come together and stuff is is uh, jiving. So. Um, yeah, I, I've uh, heard them good. Yeah, yeah, that's I a good one. Gwen told me she watches them, so I need I need to school myself on what's going on out there because I don't even know who these people are. Yeah, I've stopped really keeping up with with a lot of the shows just because of the you know the way that they were going. I know Shauna doesn't really keep up with the shows and could really care less as to who most of the celebs are. Um, you know, I mean, I've I've met some of them. Some of them are you know very good people, uh, very nice people. Others are like. Eh. No thanks, but um, you know. But that's kind of 
the way it is in, in most circles, you know? It's, you have people that you like, you have people you don't like, and um, I, I, I just, I understand where the networks are trying to take the shows, because they're concerned about money and, you know, getting viewers and all that stuff, so it, it's unfortunate well, that it happens. Zippy Davis actually makes a really good point, and this is how the majority of the public actually feels, but TV doesn't listen. Um, Zippy says, see, the thing that gets to me is TV hosts, ghost hunters, always find something, and that's odd. And that that's true. It well, is odd if they're actually finding something. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say this, and I didn't really want this to be like a whole TV, you know, conversation. It's, it kind of turned into that, I guess. Um, with with ghost hunters in their early episodes, they were doing mostly residential cases. Their later episodes, they were going to all of these, you know, for the most part, um, historic locations that were pretty much already deemed to be haunted. So if they didn't come away with something, with some sort of evidence at a place that is pretty much known to be haunted, there'd be something wrong. <laughs> with that picture, right? Because they're supposed to be the, you know, the big, you know, experts, the big pros that are supposed to be able to capture all this evidence. If they go to this, you know, fantastically haunted, well-known haunted uh, location and don't come away with anything, well, that kind of speaks negatively toward them. That also plays back into my very first point was you can't make the paranormal happen on demand. And I, I know that the people running the networks don't understand that. You can't make the paranormal happen on demand. Exactly. I mean, you could have the most haunted place in the world. The most haunted place in the world. You know, you could have that. Okay, actually, I'm going to give you an example. Supposedly, and I can't remember the name of the, of the um, philosopher in Rome that wrote about this, but it was about the Colosseum. And it's, he's got a big old long name, and I can't remember it. But he actually wrote many hundreds of years ago um, about... The, about the Colosseum in Rome being one of probably the most haunted place on earth due to the activities and that he actually, many hundreds of years ago, actually had what he believed to be instances with demons actually in the Colosseum. Okay? And he was very specific about what he wrote about. He was very graphic in how he explained the situations. And this is in a time when you know, this was not the norm. This was not what people were talking about on a regular basis. This was very taboo, okay? Well, people are going into the Coliseum all the freaking time nowadays. On tours, it's a daily thing. People are going in and out of there all the time. How many people do you hear talking about experiences at the Coliseum in Rome? Why has that place not, not really been investigated? Because um, it does, you can't make it happen, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, you can't make it happen like that. Actually, Roe was trying to get us into <laughs> Rome last year, into the Colosseum. It didn't happen, of course, which, you know, it's the Colosseum. I can't imagine why that didn't happen. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I know that, that's, uh, that's an excellent point. Um, somebody uh, mentioned... Um, that I must love the investigative style of the Dead Files. And, well, yeah, of course. Um, because, you know, that's another aspect of this whole field that 
doesn't really get addressed so much during the shows is how much research goes into everything before you even get to a location. I, I know some people, well, like Vanessa, um, she can't really know about things going into a location just because of you know the nature of her of her person and who she is as a uh, you know remote viewer and psychic, so she can't know that information. Um, but for someone like me. Um, you know, I want to know those things because I want to try. To, I, I do. I really want to try to gear an investigation toward the people that might be there. Now, I may or may not get anything from those people that are there, but I'm going to try because it makes sense to me. If this person lived in this house for 80 years of their life, um, and everybody else had only lived like five, ten years at most, um, the you know the odds are that you know, the person that's haunting there was probably this person that was there for 80 years old. You know, it was their childhood home. They lived all the way up through, you know, whatever. I mean, kind of like my grandmother. Um, you know, it might be one of those other people, and I will definitely, you know, capture that information and take it with me. I'm going to find out information about the, um, you know, the site, the location, the land, um, you know, any history that may have happened up and down the street, you know, all that stuff. Because um, it's all very pertinent to what's going on there. Um, at, at a uh, at a location. So, um, Vanessa, where is it going with this? <laughs> How you can't make uh, you can't oh, make things happen on command. Well, that's not that. somebody somebody had said um, something about uh, loving the research of, of it all. Um, but yeah, that's all part of you know how we approach. Um, you know the paranormal and trying to capture paranormal activity. Those are like they're like trigger objects. Knowing that information is like a trigger object, and so um, when we're in there investigating, asking questions, you know, we'll use that information to see if there's a you know response to it. Um, and it's not you know, we, we don't go with the negative stuff. You know, we, you know, if somebody was very it was like um, extremely into horticulture. You know, we might ask her about, you know, her flower gardens or something like that, you know. Um, so it's useful information to take into an investigation and how I like to um, approach those spirits that are there. Absolutely. And it's, I mean, that's just what, you know, we were talking about the whole, the whole purpose of this was what is paranormal activity? Well, and I, I think we do need to actually address that question. Yeah, what you what need to know about real paranormal activity. activity. Yeah. Yeah, what is real paranormal activity? Um, again, as I've stated a hundred times, it's anything alongside of the norm. Yeah. That had been said myself, I know you do, I know Shauna does, I know Gwen does, I know my guys uh, in England do, uh, with MP Paranormal. Whenever you go into a location, I mean, sure, you can go in, you've got, already got your feelings, you already know kind of what's there, but that doesn't mean that every stinking thing that ever happens is a paranormal right. origin. Right. You know, and that, that's, I think, honestly, that's where I would like to see people going with this, is I think we've went from the one end of the spectrum where, like, the first season of Ghost Hunters, where they were trying to debunk everything, you know, which is great. It's the only season of those I watched, really. I loved it. Um, but to now, to where you don't debunk anything. Right. Because everything is paranormal. And I think we need to find a happy medium. I think we need to be... A, so concerned about the validity of it and making sure that we're not making claims that aren't accurate. So we need to be checking to make sure it's not pipes, checking to make sure there's not, you know, a, an air leak somewhere. We need to make sure that the house isn't settling, blah, blah, blah. 
all that stuff. Yeah, there's there's plenty of locations that we've been into, and a lot of times it's, it's residentials where, you know, you're right, you go in and you discover that, you know, everything that they've been hearing and experiencing had something to do with the pipes. Or um, it was stepping on a floorboard over here, and a minute later, like, just on cue, the door would pop open. Well, it wasn't anything paranormal. It was just whatever was going on with this board slowly, 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 you know, rising back up after you stepped on it to pop the door on the other side. You know, it's weird stuff like that happens. You exactly. Know. So. Well, and do you know how easy it would have been for me and Julia and Rachel to go to Willowbrook Hospital on Staten Island and say that everything that we came into contact with and everything that oh, we yeah. felt yeah, you could. was all those, It would have been so easy. But it wasn't. That it wasn't them. It was vagrants who passed away on there. It was, you know, all, all different kinds of things. Right. It would, but it would have been so easy to just tell everybody, oh, yes, it was all them. Yep. You know, and have some type of closure. And that, that leads me to my next point, is this all should be, be about truth and communication and closure. That's what it should be about. Not how much you can gather and then haul ass in the middle of the night. It's about truth, communication, and closure. So if it really is about those three things, and you're on, you're doing this for the right reasons, then why do, why do you assume everything is paranormal? Yeah, I mean, there's too many and people that are out there that are in a competition for who has the you know, best evidence, who has the best picture, who has the best video clip, you know, whatever. Um, it just... Contest. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'll get back to that in a second real quick. Um, Crazy Canuck asks, can you do a show about Fort Henry in Kingston, Ontario, Canada? Um, I'd love to. <laughs> I probably need to get up there to speak a little bit better about it. Uh, I'm familiar with it a little bit. Um, but I, I'd love to do more stuff up in Canada, actually. Um, I've been to Canada a few times, kind of uncharted territory, but yeah, I'd definitely love to do more. Um, but that said, you know, uh, everybody looking for the best, um, you know, piece of paranormal evidence, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, the best experiences that I've had are, are, are things that you can't even capture uh, on, a, on a recorder or on a camera or what have you. Sometimes it's just a personal experience that you know without a doubt, you know, it was something paranormal and there was... Nobody, nobody with a camera was around at the time, or there wasn't a device that measured anything, but something happened, you know. And it's like you, you have to chalk it up as a personal experience, you know. And somebody, somebody mentioned that uh, in the chat earlier that um, that you know a, a lot of times these um, you know great moments just get chalked up to that, you know, that they aren't anything that actually gets recorded or captured. Exactly, and I mean. It's, I, what I like to tell people to do, and if they can't do it this way, at least they can do it on, you know, on film, is don't, don't tell everybody what your personal experiences are when you tell them, I mean, when you get them. Write them down. Everybody That's have their own notebook. Yeah. Hide it. Don't tell each other. Yeah, see if they and have then, the same later on. Exactly. And then once the investigation is over, go out, get your pancakes or your McDonald's or whatever you want to do in the middle of the damn night and sit down and compare your notes. That is gold. That's absolute gold. Because that is validity, that's validation without any electronic equipment or what have you and nobody knows what happened until y'all sit down and talk about it and it's previously written down. You know, um, 
Gwen and I, you can see us on video where I'll feel something she does, and she tells me, Vanessa, I don't feel it. I'll do the same to her. Because it isn't about the more people we get to say it happen, the more people that will believe us. We don't care. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't care. Believe me. Just saying. <laughs> we have a uh, question from um, one of our Mad Hatters, uh, the chat room. Do you all believe that spirits are all over... The are all over or just in certain places? This is per Mickey son. Um, yeah, they're all over. I mean, there, there might not be one sitting in, in my dining room right now, but I mean, I'm sure there's one around here somewhere. <laughs> Maybe down the street. Yeah, I mean, all over. Yeah. Well, and this is, I've explained this before. Out um, of all of the people, just people, ever living on the earth, ever, since the beginning of time, Less than 10% of us are here right now. So, what happens to all those people? Right. That's about that. I mean, that's an actual fact. I mean, that, that came from Neil deGrasse Tyson. You know, I mean, he, or is it Tyson or Tyson? Yeah. Um, that's an actual fact, you know? And so you have to wonder where all that energy goes. Well, A, it can go wherever the hell it wants to, but B, I mean, it's around you. Trust me. Um, also, uh, Joanne Rubino asked me a question on Facebook today, and I told her I would address it on here. All right. And she asked me if ghosts slash spirits still feel pain after death. Oh, yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> yes, they do. And one of the ways that they will verify who they are to you when you are doing a reading or whatever is to allow you to feel a portion of that pain. And I'm speaking from experience, and it sucks. Um, I, I was doing a reading for NP Paranormal out of England. I was still in Oklahoma before I ever went there. And they were at a cemetery, and I got this horrific pain behind one of my ears. And I, and I was typing it into them on, what, on, on, a, on a live stream and telling them. And I said, ask them about the lobotomy. And they, they asked, they did the, the, uh, the EVP session, and they asked about the lobotomy. And they got a perfect perfect EVP saying it hurts. Yeah. I, to me that's all that's the only verification I needed. Yeah. No, it that, hurts. Yeah, they can they can share that. Another one, um, not just physical pain but emotional pain as well. Uh, they may be yes. sharing, you know, some um, you know sad moment, some sad depressive moment and all of a sudden you are just brought down um, you know for some unexplainable reason and you're feeling, you know, that spirit's emotional pain. So no, I, I mean, you and I have both had it severely before. Yeah. I've, I've had it drop me to my knees. Yep. And I'm like, this isn't me. This this isn't me. I'm a happy person. I, I just curse a lot. This is me. And or this isn't me. And I'm, I'm on my knees trying not to throw up and cry. Right. You know? So, I mean, uh, in answer to Joanne Rubino's question, absolutely they can feel pain after death. Yep. And a lot of them do. Unfortunately, that, that hurts my heart. Yeah, but they're going to, you know, take those things with them, you know, into whatever you want to call that afterlife, you know. So, I mean, like their personalities, you know, we were talking earlier that, you know, how they were in life, or, you know, you know, good person, they're a jerk, whatever, they're basically going to be that in the afterlife. Um, those things that happen to them during life, they're, they're still going to have that with them, whether it was a... Uh, you know, physical ailment or some sort of emotional pain or whatever it is, they still have that with them, you know, and that may be one of the reasons why they're still linger, lingering around. They might still be 
trying to come to terms you know, with whatever happened. I will tell you the two strongest emotions that I have felt from the deceased above all else has been love and regret. Mm -hmm. The two that. strongest emotions I've ever felt from spirit have been love and regret. And the love is great. When, when you come into contact with that, that that's really good. Um, the regret is awful because it just, it tells you right then and there that you, for what, I mean, for whatever reason, they didn't, they didn't die feeling like, feeling as if they were whole. And you never want, you never want that to be you. And we ran into that a lot on Taylor Street. Hey, we have a uh, question from the chat room, Super Woody Boy, to kind of follow up on this. Um, yes. How can they feel pain without a physical body? I mean, emotional pain, you, you could understand that, but without a physical body, um, how do they feel that? I mean, kind of what you described was them sharing, like, a remembered pain that they had, like, a uh -huh. remembered physical pain with, uh, you know, with a person there, but without a you know, physical body, um, how are they, um, how are they actually feeling that? Because um, they no longer have nerve endings, so... How does that work? Well, what I liken it to is very similar to an amputee victim. You know, I mean, it's, we call that ghost pain, and in all honesty, that's fairly accurate as far as I'm concerned. You know, I mean, I, well, I mean, I didn't have anything amputated, but I had a tumor uh, about four years ago, and I had to have a full hysterectomy. I can still tell you exactly where my ovaries were. I, I still have pain from organs that are no longer in my body. Okay. You know, an amputee, an amputee patient might lose their leg, and they wake up in the middle of the night with leg pains, phantom ghost pains, yeah, I've phantom, heard of that. you know, pains yeah. from their leg that isn't there anymore. Yeah, they'll have a pain or even a, like the urge to scratch, you know, a limb that's no longer there. I've heard of that it's, too. Yeah. Every single thing that we go through in our lives, every single thing that we go through in our lives is imprinted in here, which means yeah. we take it with us. Um, Crazy Canuck asks, can spirits sometimes be seen disfigured, i.e. they died in a horrific accident? Yeah, they can wear their death face. Um, Absolutely. Yep. And I know you've seen that, especially with yes. what you do, Vanessa, you've seen that a lot. A lot. Yeah. They like to talk. Yeah, well, and the, you being, you know, like a beacon for them, they're like, you know, pointed right at you, hey, Vanessa, I got this going on, I want everybody to know that, and yeah, you get that. Well, I... I think it's because I, I don't I don't shy away from the gruesome. Yeah. I can handle. I can handle as long as it's not my blood or my kids' blood, I'm totally cool. And when I was in Hollywood Cemetery, I mean I'm seeing all these soldiers walking around. This is in Richmond, Virginia, and I'm seeing all these soldiers walking around and some are missing arms, some are missing legs, some have huge holes blown in the center of them. And I'm seeing them exactly like that, you know. And it it was awful, yes. But I'm not going to shy away from that because that's that's not that's not my call to make. My call is to talk to them and to find out what they want and what they need. Um, Dawn brings up something kind of interesting. Okay. Um, she says, "I always wondered why we see spirits with clothes. I mean, wouldn't they be naked? And I guess because you know they <laughs> after they." pass on, they're not necessarily wearing clothes anymore. Um, I've always taken that and, as, um, you know, they are 
they're presenting a projection of themselves to you. And sometimes they could be a different age. Sometimes um, they may project a younger or older age depending on who they're interacting with. I don't exactly know why or, well, not, not necessarily why, but how, how they're able to project um, different forms. I, I don't know if you have, I know, I know there's different theories, but uh, Vanessa, um, well, what's your opinion on that? What, what I what I have, have learned over the years is in, in many ways for, for a lot of people, a lot of uh, people who are sensitive to... Hold that thought real quick. Yeah, I guess i got yeah. to make this comment. Um, but we'll come back to it in just a second. Uh, Woody says, I was always told that when we passed we were old and perfect again. And I disagree because there's still a lot of people that are assholes in the, in the afterlife. So, yes. continue on. Yes, absolutely <laughs> are. Hey, I've dealt with the spirit that had, that had Alzheimer's. Yes. Explain that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but continue but, on about clothes and appearances and, and all that. Yeah. For me, uh, what, what I have noticed is that they will project themselves to you in a manner that they feel will make it easier for you to accept their image. Okay? Yeah. I've had some literally look like they have stepped out of a photograph, a sepia photograph. My, y'all seen pictures of my apartment. You can't get more colorful. I have the hippie <laughs> pad, okay? But when you see somebody walking down your hallway, literally like they stepped out of a black and white photo, you know, you know there's something a little strange with that. Um, a lot of people, I, I was actually contacted by a gentleman who showed himself to me considerably younger than the, per, than, than the age he was when he passed. I didn't know him. I just know two, one person he's connected to, and I was reading for another person they're connected to. Yeah. So why he felt to show himself to, to me that way, I don't know. So I think it's for our comfort level, but also for theirs. If I was to die tomorrow, y'all aren't going to see this squishy thing. I'm going to be that <laughs> hot little number I was when I was 20. Believe that. Well, and I would think uh, <laughs> a... Uh... A, a spirit would want to present itself to somebody, depending on like the message they're trying to convey. Like some people, um, we talked about a, a few minutes ago about you know their death faces. Okay, they're they're conveying you know their their pain, their tragedy to uh, whoever's there. You know, this is the way I died. Apparently, that person knows that this happened to them. Um, you know, other for other people, you know, if um, you know, let's say my grandfather. Um, his spirit form walked into the room. If he walked into the room as he was when he was 18 years old, I am not going to recognize him. Um, or when he was like, you know, 24 when he married my grandmother. Um, now, you know, when my grandmother was still alive, if he appeared to her, he might want to appear to her as that 24-year-old, like, hey, you know, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm young and, you know, and all this again, you know, you could be young too when you come up and join me and all that stuff. Um, but for me, if I were if I was to see him, um, I would think he would want to show himself to me as his older form because that would, that's how I would actually recognize him. If he showed up as somebody younger, I'd be like, "Who are you?" You know. So yeah. I think they try to cater it to um, to the audience. Exactly, and uh, uh, Shauna put in here that uh, Super Wonderful was actually referring to the physical form and, and not the uh, the uh, personality. It's Honestly, they show themselves how they want to be seen. Yeah. Maybe their maybe their physical ailment or you know debility that they had when they passed is important to the message that they're trying to convey. The reasonings are theirs. It's up to us to be 
courteous and calm and understanding and respectful. Yeah. And honestly, I, I, I don't think we really know how they choose that or even if they have a choice in that um, because we don't, really don't know how that works on the other side. Um, you know, people have had interactions with, with spirits that, and we've talked about it before in here, where the spirits looked at them, you know, like, you know, we, the living people, uh, were the spirits. So those people there are not making a real choice as to how they appear. They are just appearing. Um, and so we really don't know how that happens. We just know it does, really, because, you know, people, people have witnessed it. They've witnessed the death faces. They've witnessed people at different ages in spirit form. So, you know, you, you hear people that, oh, you know, I, I saw, you know, so-and-so, this relative, but they were younger, you know, or, you know, so it's, it, it's a phenomenon. Um, whether or not they're able to choose it, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd like to think they have some sort of choice in the matter, but sometimes it seems like they don't. True, very true. Um, I, it could be just their emotional state and, and how they're yeah. trying to get a message across, you know. Um, it, but like I said, and I think that's one of the reasons why I have so much luck with, with the soldiers is it never bothers me. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I, I hope that doesn't sound cold. I'm not, I'm not cold or immune to their pain, but I'm not... I'm not going to let what they look like or the way that they present themselves inhibit me from talking to them. I just can't. So I, I think they know that and they feel a little bit more comfortable in, in showing that. Yeah. That way I can maybe put all the pieces of the puzzle together. So it, there could be any number of reasons why they do it that way. Yeah. And that's one of the you know wonderfully wild things about the paranormal um, is that there's still a lot of questions and mysteries still out there that we are still trying to uncover and I, I think that's one of the um, problems with the uh, with the general public and you know what they perceive as being you know real paranormal activity um, they don't quite understand that there's a lot of things here that we still don't have answers for we're trying to discover those answers and a lot of things most things <laughs> that we're uh, dealing with here are theories and we're putting those theories to the test over and over and over again. We're constantly getting different results with it. So, you know, the whole idea of like, you know, scientific paranormal um, um, tests are just, uh, you, you can't really make it happen because you can't even have a, you know, a control subject in the whole thing because everything is always, I don't want to say seemingly random, but it is, you know, you, you can't make it happen on demand as, again, we're coming full circle now. Um, and, and the general public just doesn't understand these things. And most of what we're dealing with are theories. Paranormal activity happens, and we're still trying to figure out how and why these things happen. Um, I, I have to address this for Super Woody Boy. Um, All right. Thank him for the compliment. I thank you for that. Um, I don't think that they that they brought to me for that reason, um, <laughs> because you can ask anyone who's ever investigated with me. Nine times out of ten, I look like hell warmed over. Okay, when I when I'm on location, it is not a beauty <laughs> contest at all. So, but I thank you for that. Yeah. But no, yeah. If anything, I'm the scary one. They can have yeah. all their limbs blown off, and I'm the one that's scary. <laughs> well, yeah, and we'll get really late into some of those investigations sometimes, especially like a hot, humid place, and you're sweating your butt off, and by the end of it, you're just no. <laughs> um, 
Rebecca Gardner, Rebecca Gardner, thank you for the uh, compliment and the shirt. I, I like this shirt. Um, I don't wear it too often anymore, but yeah, I like it. Uh, but right above that, um, Shauna shot me a question from uh, Cat Gash. Um, how do you Yep. How do you determine between residual and intelligent spirits and energy? Um, <clears throat> well, you know, residual energy is basically like a recording um, at, at a place. And so, you know, maybe you see an apparition or a shadow or, you know, the same sound, you know, goes off. Um, seems like, you know, you know, maybe it's something that's always at the same time, but it's it always happens. There's always something similar that happens the same consistently again. And it's just like, you know, a recorder going off. A lot of times we don't know what makes that go off. Um, but you're just seeing the same thing played again and again and again and again. So that's what we call, um, you know, residual energy. Um, there's some people that don't even consider that um, a real haunting is just, you know, energy being played back. Um, something that's intelligent, something that'll interact with you, you know, like when we get, um, you know, like me walking into the cafeteria of Liberty High and, you know, getting an EVP that said, uh, he's back. Or when we were in the uh, hallway and we hear the, you know, bang of the stall door from the bathroom and we go in there and we're hearing footsteps down the hall and we get an EVP that says, find me. Well, something um, is playing hide and go seek with us. So, you know, that, that's what we would call an intelligent haunt. Exactly. Interaction. Yeah. You, you, you used <coughs> one word and I used like two minutes. So, isn't that supposed to be like the other way that's around? Right. <laughs> huh? Isn't that supposed to be like the other way around? I know, right? <laughs> I'm, all, I'm, I'm normally the long-winded one. But that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to... Oh my goodness. Um, oh, uh, a memory and there's other like Dawn and Rebecca Gardner say you know memory imprint like a looping video yeah that's this other ways to describe it absolutely. Sure, actually, um, um, and Kat is asking, do you think a spirit can be both? This is what yeah. I'll say about that. That's a that's a very interesting question um, because I have heard of stories of people witnessing this same event by you know a, a spirit you know a, a known spirit a person or a known person to have lived there and they believe this is the person that's you know maybe it's just them walking through a door or, or, or a wall where there used to be a door or whatever and you know through there every single time and then they've gotten you know intelligent evidence from that person later on they um, saw them do something else you know in a different location of, of the uh, in a different room of the location, and then an EVP, and it's like, well, wait a minute, you know, we saw this that happens, you know, like a loop, like a playback, like whatever, and then all this. Well, here's here's what I'll say about that. If you if you take it as like an energy imprint, okay, um, however it works, um, if that energy is able to be recorded. Um, so it's like the stone tape theory is what they call it. Um, if that energy of whatever happened is able to be recorded there and can be played back, whatever kicks it off to do the playback, um, that's just one piece of energy where you know the person it, themselves are their own entity. So it's kind of like um, you know me making a video. <laughs> you know, I'm able to play that back whenever I want. There's Mike. You know, on the video, doing the same thing again and again and again, but I'm here, you know, doing my own thing. Um, so I think that's really what it comes down to, is those residual 
quote-unquote haunts are really just recordings and so there could be a recording of that person's energy doing something there while that person's self, their soul, their entity, whatever you want to call it, is also still there doing different things. See, I haven't run into that, so that's that's very interesting. Yeah, it's um, interesting kind of phenomenon. I have to address something here. Um, sure. Uh, Sean, I think it's Sean from, Activit, uh, from Activision. Hey, Sean. Uh, he's interested in uh, the thoughts of, I know, hey, Sean. Uh, he's interested in the thoughts uh, in pre-investigation activity. He believes, um, he goes, I, I believe I have experienced it recently. Actually, I think I still am. Um, yep. Hands going up right here. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. I'm just letting you know. Um, I, uh, most, well, it happened with England, and, and it happened with Virginia, and some with Staten Island. Um, I'm reading all about that right now. Huh? <laughs> I'm reading all about that right now. I know, right? Um. <laughs> Yeah, especially for Virginia, uh, when I was going there for the first time, everything that could happen to try to keep me from getting there happened. Everything. Uh, delayed flights, canceled flights, fat tires, thunderstorm, um, you name it, they tried to get me, to keep me from coming there. Yeah. And that was where the really nasty stuff happened the first time I went there. Um, I absolutely believe that it can. It happened again in different ways when I was going to Virginia the second time, and not just to me, but to Gwen from BPI and Chris from BPI as well. So it's like they know we're kind of like the, oh gosh, I don't even know, like the triple threat when we're all three together just because of how our energy is, mm -hmm. and they will do every fucking thing in the world to keep us from investigating. Yeah. <laughs> True story. So I absolutely believe that's possible. Yep. Somehow um, you get really connected with the location even before you show up. Um, Shana mentioned Vandalia um, there. I know she has that connection with that location with the uh, spirit of a child there. Um, you know, she, she gets really tuned into the uh, child spirits anyway. Um, real quick one that I can, I, I think I can hold it to a word here. Um, Crazy Canuck, can pets be ghosts? Yes. Um, a good one to talk to on that. We've had him on the show here before, so you can go through some of our archive footage. Is Rob Guttrell. Um He's he's kind of the man in that department there with yeah. the spirits. They absolutely can, one hundred percent, and they're very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> they're very helpful. Can be, yeah. Um, what else I'm we got? Sad, y'all. My phone's dying. All right. So, well, you know, it is um, past our hour anyway. So we probably ought to wrap it up. I'm sure your dog has to uh, go outside. Usually right about now. <laughs> I know, right? She's being good for once. Is so. she? All yeah. Right. Well, that's good. Um, all right. So, hey, I really uh, appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. A lot of great questions from um, all of you mad hatters. Um, again, we have uh, the next few, okay, the next few weeks... Um, we have uh, Katie Hopkins' team next week. We have uh, Kyle Mecca from um, the movie Dwelling. He's a uh, writer and director. Um, that's the week after. Then we have uh, Marie Vargas is coming back to talk more about vampires. You guys really enjoyed uh, that conversation, so she'll be back. And then um, following that, um, we have Jeff Mudgett from American Ripper. So, um, yeah, so we have the next four weeks are uh, lined up pretty well with a lot of great guests. So um, stay tuned for all of that. Let me get this in here before yep, we hop off. Um, anyone who is in the vicinity, 
of New Orleans come October 27th through the 29th, get your damn tickets. You're okay? Going to because there, I would love to meet all of y'all. I'm going to be down there for Haunted Bourbon Paracon. I'm super excited. Yay. And, um, shit, there was something else. Oh, Boop's coming out September 26th, so start saving your money. Well, and your Paracon is completely contradictory, or completely conflicts, whichever you want to say it. Um, well, I guess you put it this way. Whoever can make it to Vanessa, if that's closer to you, go for it. If you're up a little bit further north, um, we have the book release event for Encounters with the Paranormal on October 28th. So oh, that's awesome. the third one. I'm sad I'm going to miss that, but yeah, yeah. I, got, I got a hidden olive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. And we do thank uh, everybody for the contributions to that. Uh, it's good. This is one that's shaping up to be really, really good. So, and so is Vanessa's book. I've been, what I said uh, earlier that I've been reading about that lately is because I'm, I'm editing Vanessa's book. So, um, there's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> it's like, where do I find time to edit? I don't know. I, but, but I do. <laughs> All right. I'm glad to do it because I know yeah. you. <laughs> All right. So, um, really appreciate everybody that came out tonight. All the likes, everything you've thrown up there. Um, if you haven't subscribed yet, please go ahead and do so. We do Edge of the Rabbit Hole here um, every week, Tuesday nights, same time, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 8.30 uh, Central. And, of course, we have our other um, haunted paranormal videos throughout the week. So our uh, Friday Night Ghost Frights, and we just came out with, uh, we had a whole slew this past weekend that, uh, that we posted. It was a new Friday Night Ghost Frights. We had the uh, Annabelle Creation Review and then the Investigation at Liberty High. So, a lot of great stuff out there. Go check it all out. And that ought to do it. So, um, see everybody next week. Have a great night. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We didn't do shout outs. What'd you do? We didn't do shout outs. We didn't do shout outs. We didn't do shout outs. What am I thinking? Yeah, and even Woody's like, hey, shout outs. Yeah, I don't know. What am I doing, right? So, Woody, there you go. Super Woody boy. Um, Shala, of course, my love, thank you for being the chat shenanigator as always. Rebecca Gardner, uh, Gwen, Tammy Siffer, one of our Cheshire cats, I'm sure Donna Gorton is watching and just can't get into chat, so there you go. Um, Tammy Heitzman, thank you as always. Andrew Cox, Mike looks well rested, not at all. <laughs> I was up until like 2.30 last night, man, I had to get up at 6.30. So, uh, Luli Tubi, um, thank you, Zoe Small, thank you for being in there tonight. Um, Crazy Canuck, uh, the former Snaggletooth. Uh, thank you for joining us this evening from Canada. Um, did we have Robert in here? Robert White from Australia. I know he's had some. Uh, he had something going on last week. Uh, Andrew Cubbage, thank you for joining us. Kelly Dahl, thanks again. Um, Megan Talbert, thanks for joining us again. Zippy Davis, thank you very much. Carrie Parrish, of course, you're always here, buddy. Um, who else did we have? Dawn, thank you for being in here. Chipper Terry, thanks for joining us again tonight. Um, Diane Hilbert, um, I know you're always here. Thank you. Donna Buxbaum, thank you for joining us again. And um, Donna, Donna posted Ghosty with a uh, smoothie from Smoothie King. That was just like... Ghosty's got it going on. He, he gets all the good stuff. Shauna and I love Smoothie King, and it's like neither one of us have one near us. So, <laughs> um, Ectovision Paranormal, Sean, 
Uh, thanks for dropping in. Go check out ActoVision's channel too. Um, who else did we have? Charmy Vapes and Shits. <laughs> there goes Vanessa. There goes. I, I, I have to do it. Hey, Vanessa. Don't do it. Vanessa. Are you, are you collected? Are you good? Are you good? Okay. Ectogasm. <laughs> so while she's collecting herself, cracking up over ectogasm. Uh, Mickey-san, thank you very much for uh, the question. Darla Waltz, thanks for joining us tonight. Joanne Rubino, thank you. And, um... Is, uh, Brenda Jablonski, I hope I said that correctly, thank you. And... Cat <laughs> Gash, <laughs> can't forget Cat. Uh, thanks for watching us tonight. And Open Paranormal dropped in. And... Uh, anybody else? I think that'll do. There's a lot of people that chimed in on the chat tonight. So thank you all for joining us. And is there anybody that I forgot? Um, just, I'm just all the way back down to the bottom just to check real quick and I think I got everybody I mean and if I missed you you know it's just there's a lot of people in there so no offense of course so love you all take care have a good one till next week and we'll have another video out on Friday too so um, have a good one bye <laughs> ectogasm <laughs> ectogasm <laughs>